Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome again. Welcome again. Thank you. Oh, and I. Hello, everybody. Welcome again. And thank you for joining Jesus Strong Ministries. If these messages have been a blessing to you, we encourage that you like and share our services. Hallelujah. Thank you again. Um, I know that we just celebrated uh, Pentecost Sunday and uh, last Sunday. But I'm telling you that there is a fire shut up in my bones this morning, and I purposely choose some fire backgrounds for you this morning to give you some idea of what we're about to jump into this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's excitement in the spirit. There's excitement in the atmosphere. The atmosphere is pregnant with the smell of fire this morning. I want to tell you, God is getting ready to take us through another refining process. So I come here this morning. I'm already on fire, if you can tell. Oh, God, get ready for the fire. Get ready for the fire. For the Lord is about to do a mighty work in the earth. He sent me here today to tell you about the refiner's fire. Oh my gosh. So if these messages have been a blessing to you, I, I, I encourage you to share them with your family and friends because God really wants to do something in the oh in the in the earth and in your life this morning. So before we begin, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, that you choose us as your vessels, your humble vessels, Lord God. You choose us to be your servants, Lord God, in this earth, Lord. Lord, we come before you knowing that we are imperfect, Lord God. We can never, ever be worthy of what it is that you've chosen to place upon our lives this moment. And so, God, I just surrender myself to you. I yield my vessel to you right now, God, that you would use the faculties of my body, Lord God, to bring forth your holy message in this earth, Lord God. For, Lord God, I recognize that I cannot do anything of myself, Lord God, but I understand my only, or my only job is to yield my vessel to you this morning. And so I yield. I pray for the hungry hearts that will be listening, Lord God, that they will also yield to what it is that you are about to pour out, Lord God. And I pray, Father, that it will go forth with power. It will go forth with precision. It will go forth just as you intended it to be in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Share, share, share. Please share this message this morning because I'm telling you the Holy Ghost is about to do something. The Holy Ghost is about to do something this morning. Somebody listen to me. The Holy Ghost is about to do something in this earth. The, earth, the Holy Ghost really wants to do something in this nation. The, re, the Holy Ghost really wants to do something in your life. The Holy Ghost is hovering over you right now. And he wants to do something in you. Oh, Shebaba Sandorosaya. For those of you who know me, you know I can't minister without the Holy Ghost. And if you find yourself in a place where there's ministry without the Holy Ghost, I come to tell you that is not real ministry because you cannot minister without the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the one that enables you to minister. So let's go to our text this morning. Malachi chapter 3, 1 through 3. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before you, before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant 
in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, like a launderer's soap. He will sit, he will sit, he will sit. I want you to pay attention to that. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Then we're going we're gonna to skip over to Zechariah again. Zechariah 13.9. It says, I will bring that group through the fire and make them pure. I will refine them like silver and purify them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say, these are my people. And they will say, this is our God. Hallelujah. Bless the word of God this morning, Lord, as we open it up, as we open it up this morning. Hallelujah. Before we break into that, though, I want to give you some backdrop of what it is that has brought me to this message. I feel like we're going to be in a, in a couple more fire sermons. And if you know anybody that loves to get in the fire of the Holy Ghost this morning, you need to share this message, share, share this message. Because I got a prophetic message this morning and I stand before you in humbleness and in, in, in fear, in the fear of the Lord, declaring this word to you this morning. So before we jump into the word, I want to give you the backdrop of the prophetic message that led me to this place. So I was, I was, I was awakened early uh, one morning and a great uh, prophetic message was given to me and I'm hesitating to share it. But the more I hesitate, the more I feel like I must. Because, see, I don't want anybody to mistake me or, 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 or see me as, as somebody trying to break into something. I am just a messenger of God. I am just the dust of the earth that God chose to bring together for such a time as this. Oh, Shababa. And so tired. I don't think much of myself. And I never want to think anything of myself because I, anytime we get to a place where we start thinking too much of ourselves, then God can't use us. So... It is, it is from that sphere of, it is from that mindset that I want to share with you this great prophetic message that the Lord has given me. And then we're going we're gonna to get into the word and we're going to break down what it is that God is trying to say to his people this morning. Amen. And I'm just going to read the prophecy. I'm not going to interpret nothing on the prophecy. I am just going to read it. Oh, Shababa, Sindhi, Yosaya. Hallelujah. It's not an encouraging message, but nonetheless, as a servant of God, my only job is to speak what does says the Lord. So I was awakened. I sensed the presence of the Lord and he began to speak. I quickly jumped up and began to write. And this is what I wrote. A whirlwind is, is, has gone forth all across the nation and around the world. But a second whirlwind is coming and it's going to be more devastating than the first. It will destroy crops, animals, people, and vegetation. Yes, there will be a literal fire and destruction in this whirlwind. Many lives will be lost again. Oh, Shadadai, oh, Shandai. Many lives will be lost again, but these whirlwinds are only primers of what is to come. 
that great and awful day of judgment cannot be compared with these whirlwinds. These whirlwinds are just birth pangs leading to an actual birth. They are birth pangs preparing the earth for the coming of the Lord, but his coming is not yet. Birth pains are warnings that tell us to prepare for birth. It's time to thrust in the sickle and reap the harvest of the earth, but the harvest is not yet ready. These whirlwinds are, are ripening the harvest, preparing them and getting them ready to be harvested. These whirlwinds are harbingers of the coming of the Lord. The great and terrible day is fast approaching, but people are not ready to meet their savior. We are in the third day and the sins of the earth is fully ripened. They have done everything up to the, upon the face of the earth to provoke me and they have more planned and is in progress to unleash upon mankind, especially my chosen people. My God, people hear the word of the Lord this morning. The Lord is saying, I must act now to, present, per, to preserve the harvest of souls. Get your family in the boat through fasting and prayer and do not cease to break the word to them so that they can be fed and be ready. Warn them of the approaching doom, but still my coming is not yet. The next whirlwind is not far away. There will be more death and destruction, great earthquakes, fires, and all kinds of natural disasters. But my coming is still not yet. These are just harbingers. And the thing about this is I never heard of the, the word harbingers. I have no idea what it meant. So I had to go look up the meaning of harbingers. So I'm giving you the meaning right now. Harbingers. I... Uh, it means something that foreshadows a future event, something that gives anticipatory signs of what is to come. My God, my God, my God. Many harbingers will, be, will come in order to get my people ready. Look to the skies. Again, there will be more signs and wonders, specifically in the night skies, a few will be in the daytime, but the night skies will readily tell of what is to come. And I know, I know this, oh God, in all of this doom and gloom, I want to give you some, I want to give you the silver lining. So here's the silver lining. He said, and know that there is going to be a great awakening after this, after this great revival is coming to the church and then the end time harvest will be reaped. Oh my God, there's a great revival coming. I, oh, Shaddai, another great harbinger is coming to the earth and the world is going to be shut down again, people. Listen, listen. Last year when the Lord, 2019, when the Lord gave me the message about the crossover and, and, and how there was going to be great death that was coming, I didn't speak it because I didn't know. And I saw it materialize before my face. So now I'm just speaking what does says the Lord. I don't know how any of this is going to happen, okay? There will be another great harbinger coming to the earth and the world is going to be shut down again. There will be economic collapses in the economics of the world. America will be the first and then others will follow, especially those 
who are dependent on America's economy. There will be many weeping because they have lost their life savings and money will become of no use or no value. Oh, Jesus, New York City will fall. There will be bombings that destroy large monuments. I see large buildings crumbling just like in 9-11. Other major cities will also come under attack because this, their sins have been ripened. There will be massive devastation, but there will be great manifestations of miracles and signs and wonders. People will be able to stop massive buildings from falling to the ground with just the power of their words. But remember, these are just harbingers of what is to come. So get ready. So get ready. And then I asked the Lord, I said, what, how do we get ready? How do we prepare for something like that? And he said, the first step in getting ready is to become a child of God. We must put on the whole armor of God. We must put on salvation, the gospel of truth, the, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness, and our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Without God, no one will be able to stand. And so as you all, if, if you all know me, for those of you on here who know me, I am not a morning person. I got this at four something in the morning. And as I began to write and, you know, I wrote until I, I was up and, and then I look up at the clock and I saw that it was exactly 6 a.m. And the Lord said, it is the dawning. Oh, my God. It is the dawning of the, our binger. The day is already here. It is not coming. It is here. So brace yourselves. Brace yourselves. Run to the rock of all ages. Cry out to him for mercy because there will be pockets of mercy. Oh, there will be pockets of mercy in this great harbinger. He will not stop the whirlwind from coming, but he will create safe zones of mercy for those who are calling on his name. Even in the, in, in the coming destruction, God is still merciful and he will show mercy to a repentant heart. So my message to you today is to help you get ready for what is to come. We... I don't want to be a messenger of doom and gloom, but this is what the Bible says. The Bible says it's coming and I can't change what is coming. I can only be, I can only come to you and tell you what is coming. And now it's up to you to receive it. It's up to you to refuse it. It's up to you to do what you want to do with it. But I have a um, duty to God. I am his servant and I have to obey him. Oh, Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit to make us ready for what is to come. We need the Holy Spirit to brace us for what is to come and still yet to come. Because see, when the world will come, it is not Jesus coming yet. It is the birth pains that is getting us ready. Oh, shade at us under him. So you see, these harbingers are really the refiner's fire. It is the thing that the Lord is using to test us so that we emerge from the fire as pure gold. The Holy Spirit is both the refiner and the fire. And we read in Malachi chapter three, he will sit as a refiner's fire, purifier of silver. In Acts chapter two, verse three, 
Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and sat on each one of them. Malachi told us that he would sit. Acts told us that he came and he sat on each one of them. Oh, glory to God this morning. I come to tell you this morning that the Holy Spirit wants to sit on somebody this morning. I wonder if you would just open up your spirit and say, Holy Spirit, just sit on me this morning, Holy Spirit. Oh, Jesus. The Holy Spirit. Oh, he, 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 wants to, he wants to come and he wants to sit on somebody this morning. Oh, Jesus. The Holy Spirit. So I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you about three things, three aspects of the Holy Spirit. Because if we're going to be able to withstand the days of fire that are coming upon the earth, we're going to have to understand our paraclete. We're going to have to understand our comforter. We're going to have to understand our refiner who is sitting upon us. If you're not saved, if you're not baptized with the Holy Ghost, by the time you're finished listening to this message today, you can be saved. You can be baptized with the Holy Ghost. So just hang with me. And if you know somebody that don't know the Lord, just share this with them because Oh, the Holy Spirit is doing a work this morning. It's not Charmaine. It's not me doing anything. But I am here to tell you this morning that the presence of the Lord is here. And he wants to sit on somebody this morning. So three things about the Holy Spirit this morning. The Holy Spirit represents the presence of God. Mm -hmm, that's one. The Holy Spirit represents the passion of God. The Holy Spirit represents the purity of God. And we're going to talk about those three things. So go with me. Ezekiel chapter one, verse four. As I look, I saw a great storm coming from the north. Driving before it a huge cloud that flashed with lightning and shone with brilliant light. There was fire inside the cloud, and in the middle of the fire glowed something like a glowing metal. You see, the fire of God represents the fire of God. Ezekiel saw the whirlwind of fire. You know, he was minding his own business. And when all of a sudden this whirlwind of fire appeared in the sky, and now you, let me tell you something, when you see fire, God will get your attention through fire. Oh, the interesting thing about this whirlwind is that there was fire within the fire. Come on, somebody. There is fire within the fire. And I want to talk to you. Some people think that the baptism of fire is just for, uh, it, 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 is, it is reserved for the day of judgment. But I want to tell you that there is fire within the fire. Oh, there is, there is two kinds of fire. There's a refiner's fire and there's a consumer's fire. Come on somebody you got to know the difference and the only way that you're going to survive the consumer's fire is if you're refined in the refiner's fire hallelujah and this is what god is trying to tell you this morning he's coming to refine you so that you can withstand the days of fire that are coming oh jesus i told you about the whirlwind that is coming and it might be it might be a very destructive force 
But I want to tell you that God is in the whirlwind this morning. God is in the whirlwind. It is coming. It is coming. It is coming. It is coming. I'm telling you, God is not a God that's going to leave. He's not going to just send judgment fire upon the earth without sending his refiner fire first because he knows that there are some things that needs to go through the refining process before the judgment fire can come. Oh, somebody say, refiner's fire fall on me this morning. Oh, Jesus. God is in this pandemic. God is in this plague. God is in everything. He cannot be out of nothing. He is in everything. Every time, if you read through the book of Ezekiel, you will see that every time Ezekiel saw God, he saw fire. So fire represents the presence of God. If you want to get in the presence of God, you got to get in the fire of God. Moses saw God in the burning bush, the fire on the mountain and the pillar of fire by night. Everywhere you see the presence of God, you see the fire of God. Oh, Jesus. No, it was not just in the Old Testament, because remember, the disciples, they were walking with Jesus on the road to Aramaeus, just after Jesus was risen from the dead. And, and, and as, they, as he began to speak with them, their hearts begin to burn with fire. The presence of God was with them. And anywhere the presence of God is, there will always be fire. Come on, somebody may say, Charmaine, why do you shout so much when you preach? Why, do you, why are you so loud? Do you not understand that there is fire shut up in my bones? Oh, shut that eye. Do you not understand that I cannot keep silent? Do you not understand that when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you don't have, oh, shit that I, you don't have you don't have to sit down quietly and say, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within. Listen, listen, in those quiet moments, that's for you. But, but, but the Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Oh, come before his presence with singing. Listen to me. I come this morning because there's, there's a joyful noise that is going forth out of me. I come this morning because I feel a fire in my bones. I come this morning. I come to pour out what God has poured in me. My God, if you feel the fire of God, you wouldn't be silent. If you feel the fire of God, you wouldn't be quiet. See, there's a time to be quiet. And there's a time to speak. Listen, the next thing, I want to tell you something about the presence of God. The presence of God is your hiding place. The presence of God is your hiding place. The presence of God. Oh, shade I is the place that you can run to when the tribulations of this earth and the trials that are coming upon humanity start. This is the place. This is the place where you want to hide. You want to hide in the presence of God. In the presence of God, there is protection. In the presence of God, there is provision. In the presence of God, there is fire. A fire goes before him and burn up all of his enemies. Oh God, the hills, it melts like wax in the presence of the holy God. Oh, somebody get in the fire this morning. Somebody jump in the fire this morning. Somebody refuse to be silent anymore. Somebody refuse to stop praising the Lord. Lord, share that Somebody 
Put aside, lay aside the weights and the sin that are besetting you and jump in the fire. The next thing I want to tell you about the Holy Spirit. He will put fire on your souls to be ministers of the gospel to others. See, I'm not talking to you. I'm not ministering to you because, you know, I want to, I want to, this is my favorite thing to do. It's, it's the only thing right now that makes sense to me. It, it, you know, Mel Gibson gave us the movie, The Passion of the Christ. And, but, 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 but listen to me. Oh, the passion was the will. The passion of Christ was only to do the will of the Father. The passion of the Holy Spirit is to do the will of God in the earth. And how is he going to do it? He's going to impassion you. He's going to impassion me to go and preach the gospel. It was the passion that led Jesus to the cross. It was the passion that kept him nailed to the cross. No, Jesus didn't want to be nailed to a cross, but he wanted us to be united with him. He wanted us to be one with him as he was one with the father. And he understand that the only way to get people to be one with the father is to be nailed to the cross. The only, see, I under, I'm standing before you today speaking to you like this because I understand that the only thing that's going to make you one with the Father is to get you nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ. It's to get you filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, And Jesus, after he was nailed on the cross, after he had been slain and crucified, he gave the disciples one word. He said, go, go, go into all the world and preach the gospel. You see, today, many are preaching, but there's no passion. There is no fire. There's no Holy Spirit. They left. See, listen, listen. Come on, somebody. God just remind me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Elijah was running beside Ahab's chariot. Let me tell you something about the chariots of fire. Oh, Jesus. Elijah went home in a chariot of fire. But before he went home in a chariot of fire, he was running beside beside Ahab's chariot. Listen, the fire was supposed to be in the chariot, but the fire was running beside the chariot. Oh, God said in today's day and age. I want my people to be chariots of fire. I want my people to yield to me so that I can be chariots of fire in them, so that I can impassion them to preach the gospel. This is the problem with some of the churches today. We are sitting up on the chariot like Ahab, while Elijah is running beside the chariot. Elijah wasn't supposed to be running beside the chariot. Elijah was supposed to be on that chariot. The Holy Spirit is supposed to be upon whatever you do for God. Oh, Shababande Kosaya. Well, see what happened is, and the kids like to say, what had happened was Ahab was not connected to God, but God was still running alongside Ahab because God, he was using, <clears throat> God was using a king, a godless king 
in his God, in his generation. God still had him in place. And God said, okay, I'm going to run beside you. I'm going to walk beside you and I'm going to lead you and I'm going to guide you. But there comes a time when the Holy Spirit got to stop running beside the chariot and get inside the chariot. And that's what I'm trying to tell you today. The Holy Spirit want to impassion you. The passion of the Holy Ghost. Oh, bye. The passion of the Christ is not a movie. The passion of the Christ is a Holy Ghost fire locked up within your bones. Oh, glory to God. Many preach, but there's no passion. Our only passion should be to do the will of the Father so that we can, so that all will receive. Our only passion should be everything else is secondary to go into all the world and preach to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost. But we lost our passion because we've been, we're riding on a chariot that has no Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus, help us all. Help us, Lord. Help us, Holy Ghost. Help us, God. Help us to get on the chariot of fire, God. So what does this passion feel like? Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, I feel like a fire shut up in my bones. He said when he would not speak the word of the Lord, it became like a fire shut up in his bones. Because see, what Jeremiah was concerned about, he said, whenever I speak, bad things happen. So therefore, I'm going to shut my mouth. Oh, shandadada. Some of you are shutting up your mouth because when you speak, people begin to speak about you. Some of you are shutting up your mouth because of the spirit of fear. Some of you are shutting up your mouth because you become ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, Baba Shekai. But I'm here to tell you this morning that the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is the power of God unto salvation to those that are perishing. And God said, I need more laborers in the vineyard this morning to speak my word, to declare my truth, to preach my gospel with passion and power and fire. I need more ministers of fire this morning. All of us seek under the die. Oh, Jesus. And so, some of you find yourself in a place where you're feeling like fire is shut up in your bones and you don't know what to do. Let me tell you this thing. The only way to get that fire out of your bones is to go speak the word of God. And listen, you may think that we need a microphone and we need a platform. We don't, we, listen, anybody can preach the gospel. No, the, it, it has never been easier to preach the gospel. Listen, you can just be, pull up your, your smartphone, go live on Facebook, go live on Instagram, go live on Twitter or something like that. And you go, you go preach the gospel to your friends. Go preach the, go, listen, it, is, it has never been easier for you to go into all the worlds than today. When you pick up your life, Facebook, when you pick up your live YouTube, you are going into all of the world without going anywhere. My God, oh, Shababas, oh, Sikando Rosiah, make us this morning, impassion us this morning. Jeremiah was not the only one who felt like fire shut up in his bones. Psalm 39 3, when King David kept silent, his heart begins to burn within him. He said he mused as he mused the fire burned. Therefore, he spoke. The Holy Spirit impassioned him to speak. 
Because see, sometimes when we feel this thing, we want to shut it up. We don't want to say nothing. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling on myself because I didn't want to do this. I don't want, this is not what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something else. But because I am a yielded vessel to the Lord God Almighty, I don't get to put on my own strength and go where I want to go. I don't get to do what I want to do. Be, oh my God, my God, somebody, I hope you're getting this. I hope you're sharing this. I hope you're getting this all about oh jesus jesus when you have yielded vessel to the lord god almighty you don't get to go where you want to go you don't get to do what you want to do oh my god because then the word of god becomes like a fire shut up in your bones oh sheba bye i am here today to speak to you in the name of the lord god almighty because i have fire shut up in my bones oh jesus i don't want to do this but the lord god almighty wants me to do this so i pray like jesus did and i said not my will but yours be done not my will lord but yours be done i'm praying i'm pre to somebody this morning that will say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. I'm preaching to somebody this morning that will say, Lord, I've tried it my way and it doesn't work, Lord. I want your will. Lord, I'm laying down my will for your will. Whatever your will is this morning, come on, somebody. Oh, Rabbi Shandai. That's the only way that you're going to get relief from the fire that is shut up in your bone. Oh, that God would impassion us again and that he would fill us with the fire of his word again and that we would not shrink back in fear, but we would go into all the world and preach to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Lord. Oh, Shababa. And the thing about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, he comes to impassion us. He comes to impassion us to preach the gospel. We can't preach this gospel without the Holy Ghost. We will just be like Ahab's chariot, having the Holy Ghost running alongside. Come on. So Hebrews 1, 7, in speaking of the angels, he said he makes the angels, angels can be translated as messengers. He makes them spirits or wind and his servants flames of fire. And this is also referenced from Psalm 104. And so God, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he is interested in making you a burning flame. He's interested in making you flames of fire. Oh my God, somebody. That's why people who have the Holy Ghost, they cannot sit quietly and say, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There is fire inside of those people because they, the Lord said he makes his servants flames of fire. If you're a servant of the Lord and you don't have no fire, I encourage you to go back to where you lost the fire. I encourage you to go back to the Lord God Almighty and repent from your sins and ask him to, the, to forgive you and to make you a flame of fire this morning because you can't stand before the Lord. Oh my God, you can't stand before the Lord if you're not a flame of fire this morning. He said, my servants, I make them flames of fire. And so just lift your hands right now and say, fill me with your fire. Fill me up until I overflow. Fill me up with your fire. We sing that song so many times. Fill me up. 
until I overflow. Cause I wanna run over. Really? Do you really want to overflow with the pipe with the fire of God? Do you want to go into all the work? Cause see, God don't pour God don't pour fire into something that's not going nowhere. You you see, you might have the fire. Listen, listen. Oh Jesus, Jesus. Let me tell you something about fire. You see, great big fires start from small fires. And so why you why while this this flame of fire is on the inside of you and it may feel like a small flame and it feels like god i'm not called i can't do nothing with this little fire because look at other people they have a raging wildfire burning down the whole of california and all i have is this little match is this little candle and god said you know that though that big old flame and fire in the in those wildfires they start from little fire and so if you don't do nothing with the little fire on the inside of you 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 can't expect to start a raging wildfire if you don't start something if you don't do something so i'm encouraging somebody to step out on that little flame that is on the inside of you it might your little flame might be to go on the side of the street and tell somebody that jesus loves you and why are you out there telling somebody that jesus loves you you set a fire in their soul to go and tell their entire family how much jesus loved them you, you oh shababa. you gotta start the fire Come on, somebody, start, start, start the fire. Woo, shit, I feel good this morning. I feel fire. Oh, and then one last thing I want to tell you about passion. Holy Ghost gives you passion, right? Passion is fueled by compassion. When you are filled with compassion for the lost, you can minister the word, truly minister the word of God. Because, see, you cannot minister the word of God without compassion. Compassion is the thing that drives the passion. When you understand that there is a burning lake of fire that is awaiting people who do not know the Lord, your compassion for them will spring you into action because now you will become passionate about sharing the word of God so that those people that listen, oh, Shebabando Kosaya, those those people who are on the verge of falling into the precipice of fire, they can get the good word and they can turn around. Listen, you don't have you, you don't have compassion until you start seeing your children falling in the fire. When you start seeing your children falling into fire, it will eat your heart out. Oh my God. And then when you start having the passion to dig your children out of the pit of hell, then you start having compassion for your neighbors. Then you start having having compassion for the people around you, for the, for the church, for the community, for your nation, for all the world. Oh, compassion fuels passion. Compassion fuels passion. But you can't get compassion without the love of God. The love of God. Because see, this is why the Bible says the love of God, perfect love, cast out fear. When you understand that there is a God loves you enough to pull you out of the fire because somebody told you the gospel. No, you have to, you will feel like, but God, I can't.
can't keep this for myself. I've got to go tell somebody else about this fire, this impending doom that is coming. And I want to, I want to help them get saved. Now, listen, not everybody is going to, is going to receive the message. Some are going to refuse it. Some are going to receive it. But listen, your only job, this is what the Lord told Ezekiel. Ezekiel, I set you as a watchman over the house of Israel. And anytime I tell you to speak, you better speak or else the blood of the nation is going to be on you. And not only that, you're going to be burned up in the fire if you don't speak. But Ezekiel, if you speak, oh, Sheba Bandai, if you speak and they refuse, you are going to save yourself. So come on, somebody, I'm over here saving myself this morning because I see what is coming because I'm speaking what the Lord told me to say. Uh-uh, I'm not gonna let, I'm not let, gonna let the fear of your faces. I'm not gonna let the fear of what you talk about me say about me, keep me from telling what God says. Oh, Jesus, come on, somebody, I'm encouraging somebody this morning. Don't let the fear of what man should say keep you from doing what God has told you to do, amen? Amen. Somebody, somebody type amen this morning. Somebody say amen this morning. I don't want to feel like I'm just over here talking to myself. Oh, Shabbat. The passion of the Holy Spirit flows freely through the vessels that are purified. So you may ask, how do I get this? How do I get this passion? How do I get this Holy Ghost? The vessels that have been put through the fire test. And that's where our message is. That's where the crux of our message is this morning. The vessels that have been put through the fire test this morning. The Lord wants to baptize people with the Holy Ghost and with fire again. He wants to get you ready for the coming whirlwind. He wants to get you ready this morning to, to face your maker. He wants to get you ready this morning. He wants to light you up on fire this morning. I wish you would just hold, raise your hand this morning and say, God, light me up this morning. Set me up fire for your kingdom God oh God let your refiner's fire come sit on me Lord sit on me sit on me like you sit on the whole on the, on the disciples sit on me Lord Jesus sit on me until I'm refined by the fire oh Jesus sit on me this morning sit on me Holy Ghost sit on me Holy Ghost sit on these oh God sit on me the refiner he comes to sit. That's what Malachi 3 says. He comes to sit. Oh, Shabande. He comes to sit this morning. Why is he sitting? Because he's got a job to do. He's got a job. He's got a job to purify the silver and the gold. He's got a job this morning to purify you. He's got a job this morning to purify me. Oh, Shababai. So why? Why? Why does he need to purify us? Can't God just accept us just the way we are? Oh, no, 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 no. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 7, verse 10, a river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. Thousands were attending to him. 10,000 times 10,000 were standing before him. The court was sated and the books were open. Oh, Jesus. Oh my God, you must be, you must understand something about this. Notice that where there is the great, where was the great multitude standing? Where was the fire? The fire was going forth from before God. Where were the, the 10,000s and the 10 times 10,000 were standing? 
before God. So if the fire was before God and the people were standing before God, it seems to me, it seems to me like the people were standing in the fire of God. It seems to me like the, the, the 10,000 times 10,000, they were standing in the liquid fire of God this morning. How did they get to stand in that liquid fire this morning? Because I want to submit to you because they had been through the refiner's fire and the Lord God Almighty had deemed them worthy to be able to stand in the river of fire this morning. Oh, somebody stand with me this morning. Somebody stand in the river of fire this morning. Oh, Jesus. The refiner's fire, its job is to purify. You see, Ezekiel, Daniel was not the only one who saw this. Ezekiel said he saw this whirlwind of fire. Ezekiel, and let's go there really quick. Oh, Shababandeke, Ananasoya. Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 4. I look and I saw a whirlwind coming out of the north. Come, by, come on, somebody. Why did I tell you that it's coming? A whirlwind coming out of the north. An immense cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looks like a glowing metal. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. This is why I have my fire thing for you this morning. I hope, you, I hope you're not just seeing it and saying it looks pretty. I, want you to, I wanted to kind of give you a picture of the glowing embers of the fires of God this morning. Oh, and Ezekiel said something else interesting in verse 13. He said that there were living creatures and, you know, the living creatures, we're going to have to talk about them another day. Uh, but, 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 but. Ezekiel said there were living creatures and they were like flames of fire and they were like burning coals. And what were these living creatures doing? They were ministering before the Lord. And so I want to submit to you today that before you can stand before the Lord, you got to go through the refiner's fire. Jesus comes to baptize you in the river of fire this morning. Remember John the Baptist? He was baptizing people in the river Jordan. And he said, the one that is coming after me, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And let me tell you something, that river of God, that river of fire, that river of God that is flowing from before the throne. I tell you something this morning. I see Jesus standing in that fire this morning. And I see him inviting you to come and be baptized. Oh, come and be baptized in the fire this morning. Come and be filled with the Holy Ghost this morning. I can see Jesus just standing in that river of liquid fire, baptizing all who are willing, all who are willing. John was standing in water, but Jesus was standing in the river of God. John was standing in the river Jordan, but Jesus is standing in the river of fire that is going forth from before the throne of God this morning. He said, that's the only way you're gonna be able to come. And so many people, 
Many people, they don't want to hear this part because to be in order to be purified, the Holy Spirit have to convict us of our sins. The Holy Spirit begins to stir up in our hearts and he begins to bring up our pride. He begins to bring up our shame. He begins to bring up the things that are holding us back. He begin, When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he will convict you of your sins. He will lead you into all truth. And sometimes the truth is hard to bear. Sometimes when people tell me the truth about myself, it's hard for me to listen. But I say, Holy Spirit, make me humble enough to listen to what people say. Oh, Sabah. So even though I don't allow what people say to bring me down, I have a responsibility to know the truth about what people say about me. If people say that, hey, Charmaine, you're, you're walking in this or you're walking in that, it depends on who the people is. It depends on where it's coming from. And this is where the Holy Spirit is also a discerner. He gives you the ability to discern what this person is saying. Because sometimes, let me tell you something, the truth hurts. The truth hurts, but the Bible says the Holy Spirit comes to guide you into all truth. He is convicting you of your sins. He is getting you to get to a place where you can be purified, where you can be cleansed of the things that are holding you back. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. The cross was the harbinger. Remember harbinger? It's something that foretells what is to come. It is something that, that is a, it, it, it's a forerunner of what is to come. So the cross is the harbinger of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, Jesus had to come before the Holy Spirit could come. Listen, listen. I can't even tell you everything that I, we're going to have to come back in the days of fire ministry messages again, because I'm running out of time and I have so much on here that I can't even tell you, but I, I, I want to give you some of this. Listen. Listen, the cross is the harbinger of the Holy Spirit. All right, what does that mean? The cross came. The cross represents the word of God. Remember, Jesus in, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And oh yeah, in the beginning, there was the word. All right, come on, come on, come on, let's go. So in the beginning was the word, amen? But the Bible also said that in the beginning, the spirit of the Lord was hovering upon the face of the deep. And while there was the word was there and the spirit was there in the beginning, nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. And then the Lord spoke and he said, let there be light. And then there was light. So I, 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 I'm getting something out of this. When the Lord speaks, the spirit moves. The word will precede the move of the spirit. Oh, somebody, the word will precede the move of the spirit. And so God, this is why it's interesting. It's important for you to understand the, move, the, 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 the prophetic ministry in this, in this time. This is why it's important for you to understand that the word of God must go forth before the spirit. 
is going to move. The Holy Spirit will not move unless you speak. You got a mandate upon your life this morning to speak the word of God. If you can't do anything else, you can speak the word of God. Oh my God. The Holy Spirit is waiting for somebody to open up their mouth this morning and speak what thus says the Lord. The Holy Spirit is waiting on the word of God to be given so that he can move this morning. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, convict us, Lord. Convict us. Convict us. So when we see the cross this morning, we understand that the cross represents the word. When we see the fire, oh, yes. When we see the fire this morning, we understand that the fire represents the Holy Spirit. So before we can go out in the fire, we need to take up our cross. We need to be sanctified. We need to be justified. So, Baba Sendaya, my God, we must be sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ this morning and justified by his grace. But we need to be purified by the Holy Spirit this morning. The Holy Spirit, he is the refiner's fire. He comes to sit upon every believer. He listen, listen. He said, I'm going to sit. The Malachi chapter three he says he comes the refiner comes to sit so when you get the holy spirit people say oh i lost the holy spirit you can never lost the holy spirit oh my god somebody i'm getting excited this morning because the holy spirit said i come to sit with you in the fire i am fire and i come to sit with you in the fire i come to condition you to sit in the fire with me oh jesus oh the holy spirit is the refiner's fire. He is the launderer's soap. The purification is underway. The Holy Spirit is purifying the bride of Christ. Because remember, Christ said, I'm coming back for a bride that is without spot and without wrinkle. Come on, people. I've got a few more things to tell you. I know I'm one minute over time, but God help me this morning. Oh, I got to tell you about the bride of Christ, the Esther story. Esther gave us a good example of the work of the Holy Spirit. Because just like Esther, Esther was placed in the care of the eunuch and she had to undergo purification for 12 months. So, so now the Holy Spirit is, the, he, he, he is our eunuch. The Holy Spirit is our eunuch and, and he is putting us through the purification process to get us ready for, for, to go before the king. Because remember, I told you, you cannot go before the king without being purified by fire. Because what is before the king this morning? A, a, a river of fire and those who come before him must be able to stand in that river of fire this morning. Purification will convict us of the things that are hidden in the inside of us. It is the things that are hidden inside of our hearts. And listen, don't despise those days when the Lord begins to stir up things in your heart. Uncount it all joy. Rejoice that God see it fit to search out your heart and to burn out the dross to cleanse it out of you. Some of you, the dross has become a part of you so much that you don't want to let it go. But let me tell you something this morning. You got to get to a place where you're like, Lord, take it out of me. I don't want it, Lord God. I don't want no envy. I don't want no jealousy. I don't want no malice. I don't want no bitterness. I don't want no hate in my heart. God, I don't want no unforgiveness in my heart. Take it out. Oh, the Bashida. But God says, I'm coming for a bride. 
that is without spot or without wrinkle. He's coming for a people that has passed through great tribulations and have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. He's coming for a sanctified, purified bride. And we have no way of purifying ourselves except the Holy Ghost takes us through the purifying fire. We don't even know that there are sins and things in our heart. The Bible said our hearts is desperately wicked and deceitful. And who can know it but God? The Holy Spirit is searching your heart right now. Oh, my God, he's making you ready to meet your king. You cannot go before your king because a lake of fire is before him. A river of fire is before him. And only people that are baptized in the fire of God is going to be able to stand before him. We hear many sermons preach on the presence and the passion, but very few about purification. And could it be that one of the reasons there is no presence in your life? Could it be that one of the reasons there is no passion in your life is because there is no purity in your life? You refuse to allow the Holy Spirit to touch those things in your life that hurts you. You know, you refuse to allow the Holy Spirit to touch the abuse that hurts you. You, re you refuse to allow the Holy Spirit to touch those places in your life because you're too, you're too soft. You're like, God, I can't, I, I can't allow you the touch don't let them talk to me about that god i don't want them to say nothing to the god don't, don't 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 touch you can touch everything else god but you oh jesus you can touch everything else god but don't let them tell me how i have a spirit of control don't let them tell me how i'm dealing with a spirit of pride don't let them tell me what is inside of me god oh my god we won't allow the holy spirit to purify us and therefore, we can't walk in the presence of God. We are running beside the chariot. The chariot, we're like the chariot running beside the Holy Spirit. And so even though we see the power of God, even though we, 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 can, we are in the presence of, of something happening, it's not inside of us. Oh, my God. Oh. Woo! My God, somebody. Somebody, you got to get the fire from running beside you and get it on the inside of you. Oh, my God, the Holy Spirit was always in the earth. But the, the, the day of Pentecost, he begins to inhabit man. The Holy Spirit don't want to run beside the chariot anymore. He wants to get inside of your chariot this morning. Oh, my God. Oh, Shaddai. Mm. I want to submit to you that no purity equals no presence and no presence equals no passion. If you want to burn with the fire of God, allow him to take you to the refiner's fire. Allow him to take you to the purification process so that you can come forth as pure gold, so that you can be presented faultless before the throne of God. Remember, some things are consumed by fire, but some things are refined by fire. The refiner's fire is not meant for consumption, but for refining. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is refiner's fire. It is not meant to destroy you. It is meant to convict you of your sins. And now I'm closing with this. The logical question now becomes, how do I get baptized with the Holy Spirit? And there's two ways that the Bible, there, there, there might be more ways, but the only two ways that I found in the Bible as I studied this out to bring this to you is, number one, ask. If you ask 
the Lord will fill you with the Holy Spirit. Number two, the disciples were laying hands on people and they received the Holy Spirit. The old church used to have what they called tarrying service. And that's how I got filled with the Holy Spirit. After I got baptized January 19, 1997, January 23rd, 1997, Thursday night, they had a tarrying service. And I, I did not even know what a tarrying service was, but my friend told me they have the next thing after I, you, you get baptized is to get go to a tarrying service and, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I believe and I just went. And as I knelt there praying, it seemed like everybody was getting filled but me. And I was like, God, I don't even know what I'm saying. I didn't know how to pray. And I like, I, I, I'm like, God, are you going to let me get up from here and not be filled with this Holy Ghost? I don't know what I was saying. And while I was saying that, a vision just flashed before me. And I see Jesus. He was going around what looks like a beautiful mountainside. And his back was kind of turned to me. And I said to him, I cried out to him. I said, Jesus, don't leave me. And he just turned around as if to look at me. And the turn he turned around, I didn't see his face. It's just a brilliant white light just, just came. Just, when he turned, everything turned into a brilliant white light. And I fell backwards. I fell backwards and began to speak in tongues. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I was asking. I didn't have anybody to lay hands on me. I was just asking. And so this morning, if you're listening and you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, we're going to pray right now. And I believe that the Lord God Almighty, he is going to accompany his word this morning because I told you the word has to go forth before the Holy Spirit will, will move. And I believe with all of my heart this morning that if you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit and you so desire the Holy Spirit to fill you this morning, he is going to fill you. Somebody pray with me. But I want to, I want to, say this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit and with fire, Lord, so that I can experience your presence, your passion, and your purity, so that I can worship you in spirit and in truth. Now, lift your hands. Lift your hands if you can, wherever you are. Watching me, whether you're watching the replay of this thing, I know some of you, many of you watch the replay. The Holy Spirit is not no less on the replay as he is on the live. So lift your hands right where you are. Lord Jesus, fill these, your humble servants, that have lifted their hands and their hearts, Lord God. Fill them with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And for those, Lord God, that have been burning and they feel like they have come to a place where they have been burnt out, Lord God, fill them up again, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Shaddai. Oh, glory to God. Glory, glory. And for those that are watching, Lord God, that needs a healing this morning. Somebody needs a healing, Lord Jesus. 
Lord Jesus, we just pull on the healing veins of heaven this morning. And we say, Lord God, heal your people. Heal your people right now, Lord God. From diabetes, Lord God, from sickness, from disease, Lord God, heal them from a broken heart, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Heal the emotional wounds, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. God, I know that these are my are just words, Lord God, but Father, the Holy Spirit was waiting for the word to go forth. And so, Holy Spirit, I'm giving you a word this morning. I'm giving you my tongue, my vocal cords to use as your word go forth, Lord God. The Lord God Almighty, he said, let there be, and there was, because you were waiting, Holy Spirit, for the word. And here's the word this morning. For each and every person watching this morning that needs a divine healing, Lord, touch, Holy Spirit, touch. Whosoever will, Lord God, touch this morning and let them be healed. Let them be cleansed. Let them be refined in the name of Jesus. And we give you all glory. And all praise. I just want to thank you. Thank you so much again for watching us. Thank you so much for joining. I don't want you to just watch on us. I want you to take these words and let them put them into action. Because the worst thing to do is to be running beside the chariot. We want the Holy Ghost in our chariot. Amen. And we're going to be ministers of fire. It means that we need a chariot of fire this morning. And it's when Ezekiel saw the wheel within the wheel and the, 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 the living creatures and all that, listen, it was all fire. And we can't have the Holy Ghost beside our, 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 our chariot. We need the Holy Ghost inside of our chariot. So thank you, God. Thank you guys so much for your, your support. Thank you for joining us. Listen, share, share, share these messages. Share them with your friends. Share them with your family. Listen, there's a Holy Ghost message on this. Share them. And uh, oh, Shaddai. So we come to the end of our service. And as usual, you know, I don't pressure anybody to give anything, but I just ask for your, your financial support. I ask for your, most of all, I ask for your support in prayer. And if you can give, there's giving methods on the screen there for you. You can give through Tidely. You can give through Cash App and PayPal. I'm not forcing anybody to give. Freely I receive and freely I give. The Lord will bless his work. And the Lord will bless those who bless his work because his work has to go forth with passion and with power. So as you purpose in your heart, Give to the work of the Lord. Amen. And until next time, God bless you. God bless you.